last five, six weeks have been quite special here at City Point. And what, what takes place is um, six, five, six weeks ago, I kind of I, I eliminated to a wave that the Holy Spirit moves in waves. He's never going to do the same thing over and over again. There's always going to be, uh, you know, we, we, we think just because we manifested this way that it's going to be the same next week. Or we think, you know, the, Kristen Blevins is going to come up and share at the end of the service of what God did in our first to fourth graders this last Friday night. But one of the, one of the kids started to shake under the power of, of God. And, and, and she looks at the kid and she goes, Jesus is all over you. Start praying for everybody. She starts praying for everybody. And so, but what happens is we look at the manifestation and we try to box it in because that's what human minds try to do. That's why we have religion. That's why we have denominations. That's why we have so many people, well, I like the intellectual side and I like the educational side. Just give me the word. But then some are like, just give me worship all day long. I just want worship. Oh my gosh, they're singing a new song. And did you see my son singing for the first time to, on, on a Sunday? Oh my, oh my Lord. I got to sing with them on Friday night at our men's event, and I'm just, I'm over the moon, guys. I know my wife Becky is too, but um, uh, what happens is we cannot box in the Holy Spirit. He moves in waves, right? And so last week, um, last week, uh, you know, my wife and I and the team, we were able to lead worship, and gosh, I love still leading worship. If you, if you see me closing my eyes, playing the guitar, I'm literally in Abba Father's lap, playing the electric guitar, just, just I'll bring in an offering of solo shredding leads to, to our Heavenly Father. It just it glorifies Him. I know it does, because it glorifies me, and He loves the desires of my heart. And, um, but uh, what happened is I was in Taco Bell, and this guy comes up to me, and he goes, so, hey, I just saw you singing at City Point uh, this last Sunday. That's awesome. The worship was amazing. So are you the worship pastor there? And I, I'm like, no, I'm the lead pastor. My wife and I run the church. And uh, he's like, oh, that's awesome. Do you guys worship the entire service every single Sunday? He goes, I've never seen anything like that. I've never walked in there. That's a, that's, yeah. And I'm like, no, man, it's just a wave of the Spirit. It's just, it's just, it's just you know, uh, I, and I said to him, I said, hey, I'm preparing, and I really feel that God put a word on my heart to teach today, this coming Sunday. And he goes, awesome, I might be there. I might come back. And I just want to encourage you that God is, uh, we're, we're never going to box him in. Um, never, the delivery of the word is just as powerful as the ministry, just as powerful as hands raised, surrendered in Jesus, just as powerful as ordaining and empowering and releasing uh, new leaders and pastors in, into their purpose and destiny. And so let's, let's, let's continue to just, just enjoy and, and run with what the Holy Spirit is doing. Um, and coming up, uh, just a few things before I get into the Word of God, um, is we have Easter fast upon us in the next couple of weeks. And so uh, we are going to have Easter right here in this house, 8, 10, and 12 service on a Sunday. And uh, if, you, if you look to your right and left, it's funny, I, I, I know he doesn't want me to say this, but my dad is back in the house today for the first time since COVID. <laughs> Love you, Poppy. And he walks into this room, and the first thing he says is, he goes, it's a lot smaller than what I thought. And I'm like, yes, Poppy, that's why we need a new building. We need, we need to get into a new building. And so what's happening over Easter is we're actually going to do free tickets 
for family and, and your friends and coworkers and whoever you want to invite. So we have on the screen a QR code. Uh, you can uh, get that up and going, or you can go out to the welcome desk and, and lock in with all that. But uh, we, we need to know the numbers of family, and especially for our children, because we have uh, limited space uh, now in some of these. And specifically at this service, we're gonna ha- we've been having to push away families and children uh, and either say, come into the service or go to another service. And we don't want that on Easter Sunday. Easter Sunday, we want to see those that don't know Jesus have front row seats. We want to see those that are sick on Easter come and have front row seats. And so as a church, as a family, we want to make room for those people. And uh, we're going to have water baptisms. We're going to have sign-ups for water baptisms. And then obviously followed by Holy Spirit baptism is in just what God's going to do. So just get ready for that. But uh, we want to make sure that uh, you, we make room for that. And then if all three services get filled, then we'll just come up with a plan B and charge after that. And we've got a few things in mind. But uh, that's Easter weekend. And then the end of April, uh, Tuesday, April 26th at 6.30 p.m., we're having our first soul night here at church. Um, soul night is an incredible night. It's a night, a night to hear the heart of the house. So it's another uh, step that you can take if you want to connect and really, really link in. There are, uh, there are so many visions and dreams in this house that are yet to be brought to the table that can be brought into a fruition and a ministry of this house. There are things that are on our hearts, Beck and I's hearts, that haven't even, uh, the baton hasn't even been picked up and, and run with. And we'd like to share that with you and empower you in your passion and your purpose and, and really uh, kind of uh, envision you with a, a, me- a message on leadership and, 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 the, and the word just on how you can really truly step up and see what God can do in and through you in this season. And Soul Night is for that. So uh, it's got, all of our leaders going to be here, staff's going to be here, and for those that want to step into uh, it, maybe serving more or those that want to step into leadership, come on the night. We're going to have tables uh, all around with all the department heads ready to receive you and answer any question. It's going to be an incredible night. Uh, It's going to be a potluck, food. uh, There's going to be child mining. It's all going to be awesome. So get ready for that on April 26th. And everybody said, amen in Jesus' name. Everybody turn with me to Hebrews 11, 32 to 34. Hebrews 11, 32 to 34. Hebrews 11, 32 to 34. And the NIV says this, and what more shall I say? I do not have time to tell about Gideon, Barak, Samson, and Japhat, about David and Samuel and the prophets. I love this. He's starting out by saying, I don't have time to tell you about all these legends. I don't have time to go through and actually list off all the incredible feats and miracles that these incredible people and and the prophets uh, performed. I don't have time, but who through faith, everybody say through faith, say a little bit louder, through faith, conquered kingdoms administered justice, and gained what was promised. I love that. Gained. Come on, who wants to gain what was promised for you personally? Who wants to gain what was promised for your family? Who wants to gain what has been promised from, for, for our nation? Man, when that constitution was written and defined upon the principles of God, come on, there should be a louder applause than that. This is America. America. Gain through what was promised to shut the mouths of lions. Man, there are, some, uh, there are some voices on this earth that are anti-God, that are trying to sound like, like a lion, but when the church releases the shout and the roar of the lion of tribe of Judah, come on, get ready. Something, something, something is about to go down. Who shut the mouths of lions, quenched the fury of the flames, and escaped the edge of the sword whose weakness was turned into strength. 
Oh, thank God that he found Gideon and Barak and Samson and Japhath and David and Samuel and the prophets and many other men and women in their weakness. But he raised them up and started to pull out within them what they didn't realize what was inside of them and said, it's not in your might. It's not in your power. It's not in your strength, but it's in my strength. God wants to take you from your weak place and maneuver you into a place of strength and breakthrough. Come on, can I get an amen in this place? Who turned weakness into strength and who became powerful in battle. Powerful in battle. There is a preparation going on amongst the bride, amongst the soldiers of God. We have to speak today in terms of militant terms. Prayers is a militant pursuit of another world. If you think about it, bringing heaven to earth. We are in pursuit of becoming powerful in battle, powerful in, in, in Christ, in through faith, through the faith in the one that, that, that has already established victory. Come on, today we're, we're stepping into a place that through faith, you're no longer going to be bullied by demons. You're no longer going to be taunted like David was taunted. Israelites were taunted on the battlefield that day. And Goliath was standing amongst thousands of men taunting. For too long, the church has remained in weakness. But it's now moving into a place of strength and powerful on the battlefields. And routed. Everybody say routed. Saying it with an English accent. Routed. And routed. Defeat. It means this. Defeat and cause to retreat in disorder and routed foreign armies. So in other words, the, 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 through faith, what you need in this season, what you need right now for your family, what you need for your marriage, what you need for your children as a parent of young and old. Asher and Sierra just had the beautiful little baby girl. Eliora, right? Oh my gosh, I got it right. She's so tiny and cute. But as parents, we need faith. We need faith. Through faith, we can see the Holy Spirit do the impossible in our lives. And I believe that God wants to deposit a gift of faith today inside your heart and my heart to rise up and no longer be pushed aside. The picture I've got is a lot of believers are picked up by the, the enemy and thrown into the dryer and just the, 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 the demonic party around the dryer just laughs as you get tossed and turned. But it's the, the tide is turning when we're taking Satan. Who is our, stop fighting the devil. Jesus has already whooped the devil defeated the devil, slammed him in his place, put the snake under his foot. It's time to, to rip the neck of Satan, throw him, in the, throw him in the dryer and just begin to laugh as it tosses and turns. And then don't, don't even take out all the, what's the stuff, Becky, that you take out? The lint? Don't even, don't even take out the lint. Keep it in there so the, 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 the dryer catches on fire. And then as it catches on fire, then just watch and laugh. As, are you guys with me? Welcome to City Point. I'm the lead pastor, Aaron Lucas. I'm glad that you could join us today. There's connect cards in the seat pockets in front of you. Um, I'm losing myself. Sorry, Hebrews 11. There is a, there's a, there's a unrelenting, tenacious aggressiveness, a violent taken by force. Let me just re- uh, read what um, a friend sent me this morning after the about uh, violence of action. 
violent take it by force. So in other words, one of the scriptures that says that, it says violence of action means the unrestricted use of speed, strength, surprise, and aggression to achieve total dominance against your enemy. I'm repeating this to drive home the concept that any fighting technique is useless unless you first totally commit to violence of action. There's a spiritual aggressiveness that has to be taken up, that you are not the one thrown into the dryer, that we are not the one bullied or taunted or pushed around. We're not the one that's just going to linger in addiction. We're not the one that's just going to wander aimlessly and, and, and allowing the words coming through the screens to taint our hearts and, and form our opinions and then maneuver our faith and put us into a place where we're completely far off the very absolute infallible word of God. There's an aggression coming. Here's a story. Um, a teacher, she was uh, teaching on evolution, and uh, she wanted to do this example, so she was teaching on evolution, and she asked this kid, this guy, to go to the window. And she said, oh, go to the window and tell me, what do you see? And uh, this guy went to the window, and he, and, uh, he goes, I see grass. Okay, awesome. What else do you see? I see a tree. Okay, awesome. What else do you see? I see a sky. Okay, awesome. Tell me, do you see God? And he goes, no, I don't see God. She goes, that's why evolution is true and there is no God. This radical young believer, just, just feisty, aggressive faith inside of her. She stood up in class. And she said, hold on, hold on. Can you go back to the window? Can you remind me that there, you're positive that there's grass? Yes. You're positive that there's a tree? Yes. You're positive that there's a sky? Yes. Now look at Mrs. Lyons. You're positive that Mrs. Lyons is in this room? Yes. Can you see her brain? No. So in other words, evolution says that Mrs. Lyons doesn't have a brain. <laughs> Stating, in, in essence, everything you see is not all there. Because you have to see through faith. You have to see through faith. Evolution, science, everything will try to, to, to water down and, and allow you to see the temporal and not the eternal. To pull you away from what God has said and the belief that we have on him and steal this, this, this faith that you have, this aggression that you have. And, and the, I, I believe there's a new aggressiveness coming to the body of Christ because, and, and aggressiveness looks in, like it's so many different ways. It could be, it could be in your giving. Think about this. It could be in your giving that you want to go to new levels of breakthrough in your business. And uh, there's a story of, a, of, a, of an aspiring actor. His name was Louis Anderson. And he was aspiring to be this actor. And um, he was uh, in Arizona. And they were on this set. And they, they kind of went to go eat in the diner. And uh, he was eating with some, some of the other um, you know, actors that didn't have a big part. And he's eating lunch. And all of a sudden, Eddie Murphy walks into the, to the diner. And, and he's like, man, oh my gosh, that'd be amazing to meet Eddie one day. This is, this is, this is when uh, Eddie was just rising to the scene uh, in, his, in his fame and popularity. And uh, he, this guy, Louis Anderson, was a Christian, so he went to the, the counter and, and just said, "How I, you know, I don't know Eddie Murphy, but I'd love to pay for his meal today. I'd love to pay for his meal. So he, he didn't tell anybody. He goes, I don't want you to give him my name. I don't, don't want you to point the finger. I don't want you to tell who did it. I'm just going to pay for it and leave. So he does. He pays for it. He walks out the door. And... Uh, and then all of a sudden, a couple hours later, he gets a phone call. He answers the phone and answers the phone. And then Eddie Murphy's on the other side. And Eddie goes, man, are you, are you the one that paid for my meal? 
And he goes, yeah, I just, I just wanted to bless you. I just wanted to, I just wanted to bless you. I didn't want you to know who I was. I'm, I'm so sorry, you know, if that, that offended you in any way, shape, or form. And he goes, no, man. He goes, no one has ever paid for my meal ever in my life. He goes, you know what? I was just thinking. I've got this new idea, this movie that, that we're about to, uh, that we're about to s- start recording. It's called Coming to America, and I've got a part specifically just for you. I would love you to be a part of that movie coming up. It's generosity. Someone that was aggressive in just blessing someone with a meal. No, he's fame. He's, he's got all the money, but no, it's an aggressive. I, I really believe an aggressiveness is coming to the body of Christ. It's because God is putting a demand on your potential. God is putting a, a demand on what he's, he's calling out what, what has been dormant. He's calling out what has been uh, laid, uh, laid aside. He's been calling out what has been crushed. He's been calling out what you feel has been and gone, what you've written off. He's calling it out and he's saying, you're going to step into a season of achieving the very purpose and destiny that God has on your life. The church is not to, not to be fractured in this season. The church is not to be uh, trying to, 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 to rest in this season. Yes, we need rest and we need the Sabbath. Don't get me wrong. But the church is to be aggressive, going after the kingdom of God and seeing territorial advancement to see the kingdom and the, the love of Jesus blown up. The fact that you have breath in your lungs is evidence that God is not done with you. That your person to your right, your left, behind you, in front of you, they are a vital necessity to God as children, but to God's plan with purpose. We have to come with an aggression. Everybody say aggression. We're in a fight. And uh, it was funny because I was, I was thinking like, come on, aggressive fighting. You know, I was texting Becky, uh, you know, aggressive faith, unrelenting faith, tenacious faith. Like, I was even thinking like, uh, you know, bulldog faith. But then I looked up the, the meaning for bulldog and it's like quiet and docile. And I'm, <laughs> you would think the name bulldog would be, I'm like, okay, pit bull, pit bull faith. That's what we need. We need pit bull faith. In, the, in this moment and in this season. And um, because there's, there's the, uh, you know, I don't, I don't know what's going to happen to the economy. I'm going to seek God. We're going to seek God to truly try to usher in the rhema, the now word, to equip and to inspire and to uh, direct and illuminate, uh, you know, what's happening across our nation. But we see economically gas prices rising. We see uh, the real estate uh, game is just is, is, is crazy. I've had multiple people, you know, uh, you know that we could see a, 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 something far worse than 2008 and what took place in the, in the U.S. Uh, economically. But uh, as, as a believer through faith, I'm not going to be detoured by what's natural and what's going to take place on a physical level because I know that just gives God a greater seat to come in His glory, a greater ability to come into a place of showing off and reveal the fact that it is not my man and His institutions and His systems and His businesses and His government political ways that justice a land, but it is by God who will establish what He wants to establish. Can I get an amen in this place? Some of you need to get back up on your faith and get aggressive. 
It's no longer time to camp. It's no longer time to, 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 to second guess or to wonder or, or, or talk and having the conversation with comfort. I'm talking about faith doesn't understand the voice of comfort. The voice of comfort sounds like an alien language when it comes to faith. Excuse me, can you lay dormant and shut up and be silent? Because all I understand is what God has said and the word of God, and I need that to be the prevailing factor in all that I do. Can I get an amen? So in other words, we have to, we have to, in this season, uh, one, one of the things is that, that what I've seen over my life, uh, what I've seen over uh, many believers' lives, is there's aggressive, aggression killers when it comes to our faith. One of those aggression killers is sin. We all know this. Sin is our most wicked master. Sin, the wages of sin is death. And I really believe that if you're in a season of a habitual sin, that God's grace, his mercy, his love is chasing you down, that you will not remain. I'm declaring, hear this, you will not remain in that habitual addiction. You will not remain in that sin, in that wrong thinking pattern, that victimized thinking pattern. You will be set free in Jesus' name. I'm, I wanna say not you will be, you are set free in Jesus' name. Don't be imprisoned. Don't be imprisoned by sin. Don't be imprisoned. We have been set free from sin. There's not a lot of preaching that, that says, yes, are we going to walk this earth and we may stumble, we may fall, but you can overcome and you can walk away from that sin and never return to that vomit in Jesus' name. Another one is distractions. You want to kill your aggressive faith? Your pursuant is distractions. And in 1 Samuel 17, uh, I think one of the most prime examples is that God is calling out of David, pulling him out of a season, and about to propel him onto the scene. Put him into a place of influence like he never dreamed, asked, or imagined. And so his dad, call, dad calls him out of the field, gives him some food. I want you to go bring some food to, the, to, the, to the, our, my brother, your brothers, my sons. And I want you to go to the, to, to the battlefield where the, where the Israelites are laying dormant. No one is willing to stand up against this giant named Goliath. So David runs. And the first person he comes in contact to uh, with his, is his oldest brother, Eliab. And I, I'm sure David kind of remembered that moment when uh, Prophet Samuel lined up all of the brothers and Eliab was the oldest. He was, you know, he was good looking. He was probably, I think he was, the Bible says he's the, he was the tallest out of them all. But you know what? God doesn't necessarily look for the external. He looks for the internal. Doesn't necessarily look for the height. He looks at the heart. He's looking for something that he can mold and use. And that's why he was calling David. And David in this moment goes up to Eliab and Eliab says these words, what are you doing here? What are you doing here? You, you have a wicked heart. You're here, but you're not going to fight. You're not going to do anything. Why have you rocked up to the scene? So in other words, the enemy was trying to get him to argue with a distraction rather than being completely on assignment in that moment. And so many times we argue with the distractions. We argue, woe to me what could have been. Woe to me for the regret of not doing that, the not investing in that, not going through with that relationship. Woe to me. We're arguing with distractions rather than prevailing in the assignment that is set before us right here and right now in Jesus' name. we got to stop arguing with the distraction. And sometimes that, the argument of distractions, we, we fight against who we're supposed to fight for. That's why the enemy loves division in the church. Division in what we believe, division in dom denominationally, uh, division in, oh, you that Holy Spirit church, or, or you that church that doesn't even, uh, I mean, no, we're the body of Christ. And we're here to love. We're not here to judge. We're here to love everybody. 
and, and reveal Jesus in such a way that, man, when they see, I mean, just Pastor Rick transitioned in the 8 a.m. service, and uh, I believe his shoulders, right? Uh, people got their left and right shoulders prayed for. There was, there was hurt, and it was just like pop, 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 and his glory healed, healed, healed in Jesus' name. And it was like, it was just this incredible thing. And to, for us to aggressively support rather than argue against. So don't be distractive. So number three, or number one is this. Um, if we're going to build this aggressive faith in our life, number one is this. We have to learn how to hear aggressively. Hear aggressively. Hear aggressively. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Your position is so powerful. Every moment of every day, you have been given the will, the choice to position yourself to either hear from God or to ignore God. To hear, to build up this thing called faith. Faith can be developed. Faith can be nurtured. Faith, can, faith is powerful. It can help develop your finances. It can help, help bring breakthrough in your relationships. It can build your marriage. It can build your children up. Faith is powerful, but it has to start from us aggressively hearing. Hearing aggressively, putting and positioning ourselves in places where we are in pursuit of hearing the voice of God. See, uh, most of what you need in life, most of what you need in life will come to you. Most of what you want in life, you will have to go and get. So hunger, hunger in pursuit, hunger in, in, in positioning yourself in a posture of going to go after it, go get it, is, that's, that's the, one of the greatest outcomes of your future. You want to see those things in your life, you will be rewarded with what you give your attention to. If you give your attention to just scrolling through Facebook and, and obliviously liking this and liking that, which is, which is good, and I believe we can be influential on social media, but when you're just doing it to the detriment of killing time, your reward will be wasted hours that you will never get back in your life. What you give your attention to. I remember when we were in Melbourne, Australia, we were producing our first album, 2004, called King of Me. Please do not look up any pictures on Google. Um, please. Please don't. I looked like a Backstreet Boy. It was really bad. But uh, we're down in the studio in Melbourne, and this guy was a secular mixing engineer, one of the best at the time, did a lot of 80s and 90s bands uh, in 2004. And I remember him sitting down, and just said, close your eyes. And he just started to just uh, articulate how to train my ears how to hear certain frequencies and how, how this vocal can pop out because you're, you're, you're bringing this tone in when the guitars sound like this and, and the treble of the keys are like this and, and how to, the spectrum of sound and how beautiful it is and how God has created it to, for us to very tune into the very voice of God. I thank God because now he, he I took a moment to position myself to very hear and articulate what music can do for my ears and the same way with God, we have to position ourselves to hear from him aggressively. That's why we, that's why we don't do life groups just for the sake of doing life groups. We don't have prayer meetings just for the sake of doing prayer meetings. We don't have church for, just for the sake of doing church. This isn't just a corporation or an institution. This is the house of God and it's put in here to be a pathway of equipping the saints for the work of the ministry, to position you to aggressively hear from God so that faith can come by hearing and that through faith you can start to bring heaven to earth as it is in heaven to bring Colorado an adjustment that it needs in Jesus' name. Can I get an amen? amen. 
So you hear aggressively, you believe aggressively. If I could have Dave, the phenomenal keyboardist out, believe aggressively, believe aggressively. So you hear aggressively and you believe aggressively. The centurion, we all know the story in John 4, 43, the centurion, uh, just a, he's a general, he's a captain, uh, and, he's in, and he's a soldier, and he comes to Jesus, and his son is sick, and because of his rank, and because when he, the general speaks, or the captain speaks, he knows that, that, uh, that people are going to listen, the soldiers are going to listen, so he goes to Jesus, and he says, heal my son. There was a belief system that was in operation, and he didn't even realize the power and the substance of faith. But there was a belief system that says, I've seen what you've done. You can do it. Just say the word. Because belief systems are the guiding force of your life. The voice you believe will be the future you experience. The voice you believe will be the future of your experience. You need to understand the only future you have is the one that you believe in. The, the, the gifts that God has given me, I'm, I'm going to believe in them with all of my hearts. My passion, I'm going to come in a soul night. I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to keep coming. The, the reality is, is a lot of people go, I want to be used by God. The church is in such a way where, it, uh, especially when it's done right and there's a culture of empowerment. The reality is, the more valuable you'll be is when you're more visible. Knock on Pastor Rick's door. Knock on Pastor Becky's door. Knock on my door. Knock on the leadership door, the, the departments. Pastor Landon and Katie, how can I get involved? I want to be more visible so I can be more valuable. I want to step in. I want to, I want to, I love it. I love it when someone says, hey, I don't want to, I don't want to waste your time, but let's go out for lunch. Waste my time. Come on, let's, 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 let's empower you. Let's see what God's going to do. We have to believe aggressively. There was a lady, uh, there was a lady that, um, she was 23 years of age and she couldn't get pregnant. And uh, her and her husband were believing, but they just couldn't. And it's just, uh, the doctors were saying, I don't think it's actually physically possible for you to have a baby. 23 years of age. She had the decision in that moment to aggressively believe in faith, through faith, that she would one day have a child or she could ignore God or allow the pain of the words to, to taint her faith and position her in a place of dormancy and a place of going back to sleep. But she decided not to sleep in some of the best days of her life. She decided to lift up a preposterous prayer to God. Sounds like Abraham and Sarah. For years, never came, never came, never came, but she never got dismantled. She never got away from her face. She never got cut down. Pain can be one of those things, like a, a what do they call it, a strainer? Yep, strainer, like, you know when you take pasta and you put it into the strainer? Right? Who eats pasta here in the house? Gluten-free? No. Um, maybe we become a gluten-free church. Nah. Could you imagine if like all of a sudden from the pulpit, I'm like from, I'm like from the stage, we are now a vegan church. I would literally go, guys, I retire. This 23-year-old, years and years and years went by. The woman with blood issue, years and years and doctors and bills went by. I couldn't imagine what you had to go through. But it says, according to what they believe, let them receive. According to what they believe. She kept believing, she even, she, her and her husband even upgraded their house so they could have an extra room in preparation for their child. They decked it out, they got it ready. They didn't even care about what colors, just I'm, I'm getting ready because God's gonna bless me with a child. 
At the age of 50, she fell pregnant. Defying all odds of doctors, statistics, science, believing aggressively in this season, not allowing the pain to sift you. It's like pouring, pouring that pasta in the strainer. It's like the pasta rests, but everything else falls through. And God's saying, we got to remove the strainer so you get all the goods. You get all what I, what I want to pour into you. And not, don't let the pain be like the strainer in this season of your life. Let him heal you wholly. Come on, some of us are holding on to past hurts. I know the stories of this house. I know the people of this house. I know the smell of the sheep. Got to let go of that hurt. You've got to let Jesus fully in. Because you can't believe fully unless you open up fully. You can't allow the, the, the audacity of, of the faith that he wants to restore in you, the, the fullness. We were, we were, Katie was singing this, the Corey Asbury song about Shekinah glory, and it just rocked me in the prayer meeting. The fullness of the Spirit so that we can partake of the Shekinah glory. But it has to be that we let go of the pain so that we can believe. And number three is this. Speak aggressively. Speak aggressively. Psalm 107.2 says, let the redeemed of the Lord say so. Let the redeemed of the Lord say so. Shakespeare said, my voice is my sword. In other words, he's saying your words have the ability to end a war. Your words have the ability to start a war. Your words have the ability to usher in health. Your words have the ability to partake in gossip and negativity. Your, your, your faith, your, your, a fractured faith has the ability to allow words to come through a screen and allow this, this, this repetitive negative statement that's coming on humanity over the globe that's causing anxiety, it's causing depression, it's causing emotional disabilities, physical disabilities, sicknesses, ailments, and we're allowing all this, this repetitive stuff to come in. And what if we start to lift up our mouth and start to come against and start to speak against aggressively against the very thing that's coming at us and taking the word of God. Imagine if we start to rise up amongst our children and we begin to speak life over our kids. We begin to start to speak life that even in the midst of a world in crisis, even in the midst of a world at war, even in the midst of, 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 a, of a school in Texas that's allowing a parade for homosexuals, even in the midst of, of, of abortion on our capital doors, son, daughter, I know that the enemy is at our doorstep but son and daughter God has given you a dream sons and daughters God has given you the anointing sons and daughters God has given you the faith you are no longer the tail you do not have to remain in the shadows you can step out of the light you can be the salt of this earth you can speak aggressively you can shout aggressively you can sing aggressively you can pray aggressively I just want to devil wants to talk you into undermining your faith so that you believe in the temporal and not in the absolute eternal word of God. Hear me when I say this. So when you're constantly, when you're constantly triggered and defaulted back to those words coming out of your mouth, it's never going to happen. 
I'll never be healed. <laughs> that, that promotion's never gonna come. We're never gonna purchase that house. When you, when you, when you've gotta wake up and realize, hold on, we've been given the word that is alive and ready to be activated on your behalf. Hebrews 1.3 says, who being the brightness of his glory and the express image of his person and upholding all things by the word of his power. By the word of his power. Not the power of his word, but by the word of his power. So in other words, he is waiting for someone's mouth to activate, not just receive it, but speak it and claim it. He's waiting for you to take the word and to aggressively speak it into the atmosphere. Husbands, begin to speak over your wives. Do you know what I do over my wife? I kind of open the window when she's asleep. What I love to do is, I'll probably be watching some action movie, but I put my hand on her and I just pray in the spirit. I pray in the spirit and I just cover her and I declare her victory in Jesus' name. I declare that she is a powerhouse for the Lord. I declare that she is a woman of God, that she is going to rise up and that she is going to shake the very foundations at the core of this earth. I believe in the name of Jesus over my children. I love it. I want to just honor Lacey Scadden just for uh, this. She picked up my daughter and her daughters uh, from the den on Friday night. And uh, she could have just easily gone home, ordered pizza or got McDonald's and, and all that. But uh, she took the girls to Safeway and another Dairy Queen, I believe. And their whole mission was not just to receive from those stores. Their whole mission was to give and pray for people. So she put up on Facebook this, this little picture of Sadie and Amariah River praying for everybody. I'm like, now that's aggressiveness. I love it because even River, she goes, Dad, because we were supposed to have the outreach on Friday night, but we didn't. And she goes, Dad, after the den, can we go back to that place that we went to a couple weeks ago and pray for people? And I'm like, oh, baby, I'm sorry, but that outreach is not on tonight. And I thought about it afterwards once I saw the picture from Lacey. I'm like, wow, I just put a spanner in her work, a little water on her fire. I should have said, yes, baby, let's do it. Let's go get McDonald's and then let's tear, let's light up that place with fire. You know, you have to speak aggressively. Put your hands towards heaven. Lord Jesus, you are calling out the man of faith and the woman of faith in this room. You are calling out that which we cannot see that is meant to be pulled out for just a moment, a season just like this, even online. Father, you are calling out, Lord, a greater anointing, calling out an increase of faith an aggressiveness, a tenacity, an unrelenting pursuit, Lord, to not only hear faith, Lord, but to believe aggressively and to speak it, God, to speak it, to, to give aggressively, to, Lord, to, in Jesus' name, to pray aggressively, to love aggressively, to parent aggressively. Lord Jesus, I pray that you would put that in each of our spirits today that we would walk out of this house today, God, Lord, charged and inspired, Lord, to, to, to push past and, and allow you to heal our pain. When the ministry team comes up at the end of the service, well, Lord, I'm the first one up there because I don't want to walk with this pain anymore. I pray in Jesus' name that you would stir faith in such a way that we would guard it. We'd 
like an incubator, help develop that faith and, and prepare that faith for the, for the season and the assignments that we would not be distracted and not argue with our distractions and not, not get caught up with our distractions, but we turn our back on the very thing that's trying to distract us and set our eyes upon our future's assignment. Pray a blessing over this house in Jesus' mighty name. And everybody said, can we give God a shout of praise? the front to the back, left to the right. Aggressive faith starts with salvation. What is salvation? Jesus didn't just die on the cross for nothing. Jesus three days later didn't just rise again for nothing. There was a specific bullseye goal. That bullseye goal was to restore humanity to the Father. That He wanted you to experience salvation. He wanted you to experience not religion, not what the Pharisees and the Sadducees and the what if, all, the, all that stuff. He wanted, you, he wanted you to experience absolute intimacy with God. Intimate, into me see that, he, that we know Him and He knows us and we're walking in this place of surrender and repentance and, and, and restoration and wisdom and love. And man, I love walking with Jesus every day. It is the greatest adventure. He's knocking on the door of your heart. My friend, aggressive faith starts with surrendering to God and saying, I'm sorry, I repent. I'm going to turn from my ways and I want to turn to you. Lord, give me all. Give me it all. I want it all. If that's you on the count of three. If every eye looking this way, I want you to make the boldest decision you've ever made. On the count of three, I want you to put your hand in the, in the, in the air and say, yes, Pastor Aaron, that's me. Would you pray with me? I want to receive Jesus as my Lord and my Savior today. One, two, three. From the front to the back, left to the right. If you're in this room, Awesome decision, awesome decision. If that's you online, let us know. Comment online. Don't hold back. Don't wait. Don't hesitate. This is the moment. Awesome. Let's bow our heads and close our eyes. For those that put their hands up, awesome. Pray this prayer with us. We're going to pray it as a family. But maybe you didn't put your hand up. Today, you can pray this prayer. Say, Dear Lord Jesus, I surrender my life to you. I am so sorry. I give everything back to you. I receive today this gift of salvation. I believe you died on the cross. I believe you rose again. I believe that you are the savior of the world. I trust you as my Lord and as my savior. From this day forth, I'm adopted in the family of God and I will live for you with every breath in Jesus' mighty name. Come on, everybody said amen, amen, amen.